1: Well, hello, everyone. Welcome to this week's episode of the Press Zone Podcast, right here on the AHL Report and Rocket Sports Media, a proud affiliate of the Hockey Podcast Network. And uh, we are also, thanks to them and being affiliated with the Hockey Podcast Network, we are proud to be sponsored by DraftKings. And you'll hear from them with a special offer for you in just a little bit. But first, Welcome to episode 234 of The Press On, both Montreal fans and Philadelphia fans. uh, We've got a great show for you today. Uh, Let me make some introductions first and foremost. My name is Amy Johnson. I'm the lead correspondent here at the AHL Report, and I'm also your host today. Uh, Joined every week in the studio by my tremendous co-host. He is our president and founder and editor-in-chief, and he is Rick Stevens. How are you doing today?
0: I'm doing well.
1: Yeah, we have to we have to be frenemies this week. Why is that? Because um we are faced off against each other in one of our all Habs fantasy football leagues and it's coming down to the wire for playoff seating and I think I'm in second place and you're in third and we face mm. each other this week so
0: so if I was to beat you then that would be a good thing.
1: No. Twould not.
0: Yeah, I think it it makes a difference between a buy or not, right? Going into the playoffs. I think so. Uh,
1: In fact, our friend Ben Danku also... Okay, so same situation except reversed in All Habs 2 fantasy football, um, where Ben Dankyu, I think, is currently in second, and I'm currently in third. And so he was already trash-talking a little bit this week. Saying that I'm probably hoping he loses so that I can get that by, and I said, "Well, <laughs> yes, I'm gonna make sure we're not playing against each other, but I need to win the week." Uh, and I think I'm in second place in all Habs keep. I think in all three all Habs leagues, going into this week, I'm I'm in second place in two leagues and third place in one league.
0: And Sam Sam Garber, who writes our game previews, um, is sporting a 12 and one record in all Habs keeper. Sammy. Yeah, uh, a winning streak of 10 games. Really? For Sam, yeah. He's just showing off. You're in second in that league. I am. And the second longest winning streak is uh, six games. A winning streak of six games. Who's got that? Oh, that would be me.
1: Nice.
0: Yeah, except I started off one and six. So it's, Yeah, what it's,
1: place are you in right now?
0: I am in fifth place in that league.
1: Well, I can heartily root for you for this week since you're not, you can't, You can't catch me, I don't think, with one win. So I I, I can root for you in that league. I can't root for you, though, facing off against you in All-Hubs 3. No. No. All right. Well, good luck to you anyway. You're going to need it. To (laughs) you. You're going to need it. I'm going to need some players <laughs> off the
0: waiver wire. That's what I'm going to need. Cause well, it's a big bye. Week. It's a
1: huge bye week. It sucks. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It sucks so much. Oh my goodness. Uh, and I will just apologize right now to our Maria Boabdo, uh writer here at the AHL report. I kind of wiped the floor with her fantasy hockey team last week. So uh-huh. sorry, Maria, but we're glad that you're loving fantasy hockey. <laughs> <laughs> so all right uh, all right well we have a great show for you today uh two segments combined show lots to talk about on our first segment it is front office cleanouts uh of course we we talked plenty last week about the complete overhaul uh of the front office that Jeff Molson undertook for the Montreal Canadians well uh That started the the ripple effect as the title of this episode is dominoes keep falling and it's just one after another this week Vancouver uh, major overhaul on the coaching side and the and the management side Uh, and then of course the week kicked off on Monday with uh, Chuck Fletcher uh, letting go two of his coaches including head coach Alain Vigneault so uh, we're going to talk about all of that in the first segment the Flyers moves, the Vancouver move uh, and where the Habs are, cur- how all of that affects the Habs current search for a new GM. Uh, there's some news coming out about, about how they're going to approach that. We're going to, we're going to break all of those things down. So lots, uh, lots to talk about there. Um, and then in our second segment, we're going to give you an update on the Laval rocket. They had three games last week uh, and um Want to talk to you just briefly about how those went and how things are going down in the AHL for Laval. Um, some roster movement that might be interesting to uh, to. Well, I shouldn't say might is interesting for Habs fans, uh, and some some n- additional news coming out around the AHL. Uh, regarding COVID shutdown, shutdowns. And this is something we talked in in depth about on, on last week's episode of The Press Zone with Patrick Williams. The AHL Hot Stove segment was completely about this sudden, very rapid accumulation of COVID-19 uh, game postponements and team shutdowns. Uh, if you missed that, be sure you go back and listen to episode 233. There's also another special guest on that show. If you missed last week, we had uh, Marty Buran on the show. Uh, he was here for a length of time to talk about gold Goaltenders, Caden Primo, Carton Hart, Carter Hart, uh, Zach Fukali, Uko Pakalukinen, uh, and goaltending development in general. So it was a great show last week. Be sure you go check that out. Um, but we're gonna continue to talk there. Unfortunately, there's more COVID news around the AHL to discuss today. So we're gonna touch on that as well. Lots to talk about. Mm-hmm. So let's uh let's start with the most recent news, I guess. Uh, Chuck Fletcher. Had come out, uh, came out with with Mike Yo for uh, his press conference uh, after the announcement uh, was made that uh, following an embarrassing loss on Sunday night, and I mean, just absolutely got routed on Sunday night. Um, you know, it's funny, uh, Rick. I even mens- messaged you and said, "Okay, this is bad. There, this is this is now an eight-game losing streak," and and. But there's no, they're not going to fire Vigneault tomorrow because they've got another game against the Avalanche tomorrow night. And well, Chuck Fletcher made me eat those words <laughs> uh, because, sure enough, Monday morning, Elaine uh, Vigneault gone, assistant coach Michelle Tarian gone, uh, Mike Yo stays has been named the interim head coach. And in the press conference that Fletcher and Yo did uh, with the media, uh, Fletcher made it clear that they're not going to rush into f- uh, finding a new head coach, that for now it's Mike Yo's team, uh, that they're going to give him a chance to to see what he can do with with the team to, to turn this skid around and, and see what he can do, that they're not going to rush into interviews, uh, but that they, they will be on the lookout uh, sooner rather than later, for a new assistant coach to help out uh, on the bench. Um, so, Rick, what were your what's what was really your first kind of reactions and thoughts when when the news dropped that uh, Fletcher pulled the trigger?
0: Well, things had been going downhill quickly. It, it's it's when you think about the way the offseason started, and uh, Chuck Fletcher uh, restructured the roster, made some bold moves. And uh, there was a lot of, of uh, I think, optimism uh, in, in Flyer land. And, and, I think so. Um, and it's just gone downhill so quickly. And, and the team has been struggling to score goals. They're, uh, the last oh, 15 games or so, they're below two goals a game. Um, and then the last five games. Uh, against Carolina, they gave up six. Against the uh, the Devils, they gave up five. Against the Rangers, they gave up four. Against Tampa, they gave up seven. And then another seven uh, against Colorado. Mm-hmm. So um, that's 29 goals in five games. Um, I mean, uh, giving up six a game, you're not going to go very far. And, and I understand there are some injuries and But um, there, there obviously was a gulf between uh, the players and, and the coaching staff, Um, the communication between Vino and Tarion, they kind of come as a, as a package um, had, uh, you know, deteriorated and, and, uh, the players, th- there wasn't communication there. Uh, the players hated the system that they were playing. It's, uh, with Vigno, it's, it's a dump in system and then play heavy battle for the puck. Um, and you know, I- exposing, um, exposing the middle of the ice and, and, uh, it, it just, it, 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 it had gotten to a point where uh, the coaching staff, at least Vino and Terrian had lost the room. Uh, There was little communication. There was frustration with the system. Players had lost faith in both the coaching staff and, and uh, what they were being asked to do. And uh, so the, the, the coaching firing was short of, of uh, leaving himself. It was the only thing left for Fletcher to do. So, uh, maybe not a surprise. A big surprise, though, that it happened. As you said, there was there was that back to back. But the 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 flyers showing against Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay was a tired team, uh, playing yep. Sunday after going to overtime a tight game, uh, which they won um, in Boston the night before. But then came in tired. Um, Tampa's not without injuries themselves uh, without Braden point or without Nikita Kucherov uh, and came in and just mopped the floor with, with the flyers. And, and um, so it, it, it put Fletcher in a tough spot, but the flyers have five games in seven days. that's, Mm -hmm. that's not usually. And in the middle of a back to back, that's not usually when you fire a coach. Uh,
1: Usually not, which is why I was so confident in saying on Sunday, all right. Well, we know you know vigneault has got to start. He's got to start sweating it a bit after each one of these games. But they're not going to do anything on Monday because they have another game on Monday night. Well, okay, had to be wrong on that one. Uh, really, really uh, didn't. You know, I expected it was going to be coming if things didn't turn around, but but not uh, yesterday morning. Um, you know, it's it's a shame i i do think that obviously the message wasn't getting through anymore and yeah there was you you talked about the optimism after the the roster restructuring that Chuck Fletcher did over the summer and i and i truly believe that that optimism was there and it certainly was there to start the season they started the season Remarkably better than I think people expected them to, because everyone was coming off of the hangover of last season and and what it was to to slog through that just god awful mess that was last season. Um, And so they started off, I I think, much better than people expected them to, and it was encouraging. And and it was I remember on this show we even said, dare I say, it is fun to watch the Flyers again because they they you know. They were fun to watch. Um, you know, Cam Atkinson was really uh, energetic and and, and contributing, and, and guys on all lines were contributing, and, and Carter Hart. I, to his credit, Carter Hart has looked a lot better this season. Carter Hart has not necessarily been the issue. Um, yes, injuries have piled up beyond belief for the Flyers organization, both at the NHL and AHL level, which is also – uh, hurting their their call up opportunities um, as well to replace guys injured in the NHL lineup. You know, it's Ryan Ellis being injured as long as he has 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 not been a good thing. Uh, Kevin Hayes re having not starting the season and then coming back briefly and re injuring and having to rehab off of that was not expected. Um, so so yes, there were things that were working against Elaine Vigneault and the coaching staff, but. Um, you just—you're right. I have to agree with you that that it just seemed that the message wasn't getting through anymore. That the motivation to go out and perform uh, just didn't seem to quite be there. Um, it's a shame, really, because you remember Elaine Vigneau's first season when he came in. I mean, that the his quote that first day of training camp on his in his first year was still the only thing in the Philadelphia Flyers official Twitter bio which was quote be a blanking flyer um and 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 the city really rallied around Vigneault's attitude and what he brought in that first season um and i think there was a lot of hope that okay maybe maybe Vigneault was the fit that they needed and and things falling off the rails last season because of covid uh, certainly didn't help and and it just it didn't seem to build back up this, this season. So, um, i never like to see, uh, a, a you know, coaching staff get fired. Um, best wishes to Elaine Vigneault and Michelle Terrien. What I think the interesting part though, for me is, and, and Rick, maybe it's because of the timing of it. Um, and, and this is nothing against Mike Yo. Um, but I don't I I would prefer them to not do a long term experiment with Mike Yo at the helm.
0: Well, um Mike Yo right now is the antidote to Tarion and Vino. Well yeah. Um, you know, Vino and, and Tarion are abrasive personalities. And mm-hmm. and as you said, that kind of that was kind of embraced at the beginning as a flyer. He's a flyer, has the flyer mentality. Right. Uh, but when things aren't going well, that just grates uh, with the players. Um, so, you know, they're not players, coaches. Uh, they never have been. Um, and when things go bad, then they go really bad. So Mike Yo is, is well-liked by the players. Mike mm-hmm. Yo has a... Uh, you know, a, a previous relationship with, with the general manager. Yep. So um, y- you understand why he's he's there, at least on an interim basis. Um, um, Ian LaPerriere being called up, so to speak, uh, at least uh, temporarily, uh, is another guy who's who's kind of well-liked uh, behind the bench. So um, a, a little bit of... of of detente for yeah. for now, yeah. um, but some of the names on the list uh, that uh, you know are, are are not going to be, be they're not they should they're not considered players coaches either. So um, we'll, we'll see Tor- which torts, which direction. No. Yeah, John Tortorella, <laughs> he's not a players coach. Um, talking maybe maybe more so, but. Um, it's, it's going to be interesting to see which direction. And, you know, I, 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 heard the discussion about, well, um, is Comcast going to support this? Cause you know, they, they're on the hook for two and a half years at 5 million a pop for Vino. And, and is that going to affect their decisions? Boy, that would be a, a big mistake. As it is, as it is in Montreal, which we'll talk to 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 let uh, the the finances affect uh, the uh, decision decision making going forward.
1: Yeah, the money is the money. It is what it is. It's just money. Um, you
0: made a mistake. <laughs> you have to. You do have it. to eat it yeah. for a couple of years. Absolutely.
1: Um, it's just that's you, we talk about the business of hockey all the time. That's part of the business of hockey. It's just money. Just eat the dollars, but you can't let that just as we've mentioned that in Montreal, uh, language should not be influencing the decision you make for, uh, your next GM. Uh, in this case, uh, money should not be influencing who your next head coaching candidate should be. It should just be the guy who's going to get the job done. Um, can you imagine torts in Philadelphia? I, can you imagine uh, well, the love hate you know. <laughs> relationship with the fans that that would generate? Uh,
0: they'd be a, they would be fun to watch oh again for you know. But again, if it goes sideways, it, it would go. It would be it would be a circus.
1: Now I, and and yes, talk it's name is thrown around a lot. Apparently, it was being thrown around even prior to the season starting. If things didn't go well, I could see talk fitting I could see talk being a choice I mean he literally was just inducted into the Flyers Hall Mm -hmm. of Fame last month uh the fans do love him um and he he understands the Philadelphia Flyers organization um so I could see that uh I I could see that happening interestingly enough and our Montreal fans listening might want to perk up their ears a little bit for this I saw someone ask um Kevin Durso from ESPN on Twitter uh, yesterday. Wouldn't it be great if they could, if they could go after somebody like Luke Richardson?
0: Well, that's, that's a <laughs> gr- no, that he, he sh- proved himself uh, in the playoffs in July when he took over in a very difficult situation. Dominic Ducharme uh, coming down with COVID, uh, you know, in, in the, uh, the third round. So, um Players have said uh, that they'll they'll go through a wall for Luke Richardson. Um, he's he, is he ready for for something uh, bigger? I'm, you know that's that's possible and mm-hmm. uh, has Philadelphia connections. So um, that's kind of a maybe out of the box kind of name, but um, would be a, an interesting an interesting choice. I
1: you know I would certainly entertain that choice. I would entertain it for Montreal if they would lose Dominic Ducharme, which I, we all understand. We've been told now by Jeff Gordon and Jeff Molson that Ducharme is here to stay for the rest of the season, but well, we'll get to that in a minute. <laughs> um, so all of this came on the heels from Sunday night, Vancouver cleans house. Um, Travis green gone, Jim Benning gone, uh, assistant GM gone, assistant coach is gone. Um, but immediately, like in the same breath, oh, and we've hired Bruce Boudreau as our new head coach, um, all in one fell swoop. Now, I saw some rumors circulating on social media that Vancouver wanted to be sure to 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 lock in Boudreau right away because of all of the rumblings that the Flyers might make changes and they didn't want to lose Boudreau to Philly Um Rick, what do you think about Boudreaux in 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 Vancouver and taking over that that team? I, you know, I don't know. I,
0: I Vancouver to me, Vancouver is is um, is a Melbatos kind of franchise, and and so it doesn't matter. And mm-hmm. that's a terrible thing to say. It's a terrible thing to say. But uh, Boudreaux will fit in there fine. Yeah. I th- I think he's. Uh, He's kind of beyond his best before date, and and um, is just going to be one of those coaches that's kind of recycled when you when you have somebody that can come in and create a good feeling and create a system. And but uh, you know the real issues in Vancouver are with with ownership, mm-hmm. uh, the real serious issues, and and um, you know nothing's going to change there.
1: No, Elaine Vigneault, Michelle Terry, and does this affect the Habs' decision to say? No, we're sticking with Ducharme for the rest of the season. Um, you know, does it suddenly put Elaine Vigneault on the map? They wouldn't go back to Michelle Terry in a third time, please tell me they wouldn't do that. Um, but do you think this? Do you think this even even makes a blip on on anything going on behind the scenes with with the Habs right now, or is it just no? We're we're full steam ahead with Dom Ducharme. We're focusing on GMs.
0: I think uh, since Jeff Molson and 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 yes, Jeff Gorton repeated the line, but it, it the decision was from Jeff Molson that no, I I won't entertain um, relieving Dom Ducharme of his duties. Uh, uh, he's safe until the end of the season, and for for him, that's that's a, that's a financial issue. Um, yes, the Canadians are still paying. Claude Julien and uh, and Claude Julien's name had come up with respect to Vancouver as well, mm. um, but uh, yeah, I I can't I I just can't imagine there the, all the focus in Montreal right now is on the general manager, um, and uh, I can, I I just can't imagine Vino being under any consideration now. Uh, that might change when we get to the offseason, and and uh, if Vino's still. Uh, unemployed, um, you know. I'm sure his his name will be tossed in by somebody, but um, I I I don't think now. And, and whether it was that the the playoff uh, uh, the bubble playoff where the Flyers and and uh, Canadians met each other <laughs> <That's> and <right. laughs> and Vino was said some choice things, particularly about Kirk Muller uh, mm-hmm. that didn't go over well. I don't know, but um, yeah, I I can't imagine that either of them would be under consideration for the Canadians.
1: Well, and 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 we've seen folks also put two and two together that it was Jeff Gordon who fired Elaine Vigneault from the as coach from the Rangers. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Have they mended fences? Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? But just, just kind of an interesting, of course, uh, what if? But you did mention, of course, the focus in Montreal is currently on the GM search and and what that's going to entail. And uh, a report came out this week that there is going to be uh, Jeff Gordon's going to put together and assemble a a gm search committee of sorts uh uh, for advisement and and so forth and uh there was a pretty notable name attached to that committee
0: there was and and this is not um uh, this is coming from jeff molson Uh, you know he's driving the bus on all of this uh jeff gorton kind of went through and said listen i'm I'm not um, familiar with all of the names, so we'll have to form a committee. Well, he, he's he's not familiar with the names because I mean, um, uh, they wouldn't be under consideration anywhere else in the NHL mm. except in Montreal. Um, Matthew Lu- Darsh, no. Well, <laughs> even he, he's more well known than Lucien DeBlois' son. Um, I mean, oh th- this is this is getting silly. It's getting really, really silly. Um, but last time around, it was Serge Savard, who was the advisor to Jeff Molson when um, uh, Bergevan, Mark Bergevin, was was hired. Um, and Serge Savard, you know, wanted uh, a francophone, wanted uh, and, and was fine to go with Bergevin without any experience as a... Uh, uh, a GM and very limited experience at that point in hockey operations. Uh, Serge Savard has uh, been very critical of uh, the, the appointment of Jeff Gorton um, said, listen, we've got a lot of francophones around here. I don't know why you had to go outside and bring in someone like Gordon." <laughs> Um, so that looks how
1: you really feel sir
0: and and Serge listen has uh, been kind of estranged from the organization since uh, I think he was ex- expecting had anticipated to be um a an advisor of Berjavan, and mm. Bergevin kind of said no thanks thanks <laughs> thanks good, but, but <laughs> no thanks and now Serge says uh, listen without me you wouldn't have you wouldn't have been hired. Um, all of these, this back and forth is, is kind of been a bit unsavory, unsavory, but, uh, Jeff Molson wants a committee. Uh, certainly it's going to be diverse according to his words, but, uh, participating and, and perhaps being a very wise, thoughtful voice is going to be that of former general manager of the Canadians, Bob Gainey. And, and, uh, this isn't the first time that the Canadians. Uh, this this edition of the Canadians have used him. We remember that um, last season during the playoffs, it was Bob Gainey who came in and spoke to the team, mm-hmm. uh, and there was the Gritty Bob Award, as it was called, <laughs> right. uh, that presented after each game. And and um, so uh, I, I think this is a this is a smart choice. Um, he. You know, understands the market. He he. Um, despite the the shots at, it, he's 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 a very cerebral guy. He's a very smart general manager. Had a, a, a good record as a general manager, and um, his drafting history is pretty good. Um, so I I think that 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 uh, he was the right uh, person to bring in as as. Uh, one of the committee or, or one of the, the the main fixtures on this, this advisory committee that's going to look at the general managers for the Montreal Canadiens.
1: Well, it's going to be an interesting process. I, I had to laugh out loud. Of course, uh, Montreal will be taking on Tampa Bay uh, tonight at the Bell Center, and the headline after Morning Skate today was, Matthew Darsh is not in the building. Um, so I guess we're, <laughs> I guess we're now updating the location and whereabouts of potential candidates anytime they might be in the area.
0: It's funny there was such a a flurry of activity after Saturday's g- game uh, when Elliot Friedman talked about Kent Hughes, mm-hmm. player agent, uh, member of Cortex, um, who is bilingual, who was born in Quebec. Um, in Beaconsfield, I believe, and and now is is in the Boston area, and and in that way has that connection with Jeff Gordon. And everybody was um, was running around trying to figure out who is this Kent Hughes, and could he be a good um, addition as general manager that that fit that category, that out of the box category. Um, and Jeff Gordon had included agents as as uh, folks who had would have a little bit different experience, uh, different background than, than he did. And then we started to see the, the, the sniping coming out, Mm. um, uh, you know, and and folks were saying, well, yes, uh, yeah, he's bilingual. Yes. Yes. I guess he checks the box and, and we said he needed to be able to communicate with fans, with fans, which is you can roll your eyes at, um, but is he really you know and and yes he was born in Quebec so yes he checks that box uh-huh. but
1: but is he's he not, Quebec enough he's not really <laughs> francophone
0: he's not a francophone um and and oh. if he wasn't would that be enough for the fan base really, really? seriously yeah. would it be um, so apparently there's, you know, and 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 people were speculating if Jonathan Taze when he comes available, uh, when when he's finished his career and and wants to go into management, he's fully bilingual, not um, French enough. I'm sorry, but um, you know he's he was born in Manitoba, so so that there's a, a strike against him there. He's not really from a francophone family, so. Yeah. um you know what does he really know and and really there's all of these artificial kind of uh criteria put into place and experience and talent and skill and and aptitude and those kinds of I haven't things heard anything about that that are really they keep getting pushed down the list uh, which is bizarre you're already bizarre
1: you're already fishing in the shallow end of the pond and you are Draining the shallow end of the pond by by making the criteria even more specific. Well, okay. Yes, it checks that box, but doesn't check it strongly enough. So I mean, come on. Don't get me. Uh, I will not go on a rant about this right now. Uh, in any case, it's going to be interesting to watch. Uh, and oh, by the way, um, if just like uh, Mark Bergevin getting canned a week ago did not help the Montreal Canadiens to win their next game. Uh, no, the Philadelphia Flyers did not win their game against the Colorado Avalanche last night. Did manage to score five times. That's a that's a good thing. But as you said earlier, gave up seven so
0: gave up a couple of power play goals yeah, which they've their their penalty kill has been has pretty been good okay but, but uh,
1: i think it was three
0: power play goals they gave up last night yeah not good
1: not good so to be continued on all fronts montreal and philly turmoil city uh we'll keep you posted for sure uh we're going to take a quick break we're going to hear from our sponsor uh DraftKings, uh just for a second and on the other side we're going to get you a laval rocket update Did you hear that Matthias Norlander is in the AHL right now? Yep, just happened today. We're going to talk about that and more coming up right after this. Football fans, I'm sure we all love an action-packed, high-scoring NFL game. But with the latest no-brainer from DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, you'll be a winner once a single point is scored. New customers who bet just $1 on any team to score can win $100 in free bets. It's that simple. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contests. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN Bet $1 on any team to score, and you win $100 in free bets. If they score, you score with promo code THPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem, call one eight hundred gambler. And welcome back to the press zone right here on the AHL Report. And Rocket Sports Media, thanks so much for being with us today. Once again, I'm your host, Amy Johnson, joined by my co-host, Rick Stevens. Uh, And are you following us on Twitter? Be sure you're doing that, at the AHL Report. Uh, It's where you'll get all of our game recaps, uh, this podcast, our weekly feature articles, uh, all sorts of great information uh, right there for you at the AHL Report. Uh, And, of course, in-game uh, updates and tweets and so forth during Laval Rocket games. Uh, we've got some Laval Rocket updates for you. Uh, they played three times last week. We talked in depth last week about how uh, the team was really struggling. Um, in fact, they were on a four-game skid, uh, not doing so well. Uh, really hovering around the basement of the division, uh, and they and they they did some things um, to. to To write the ship. Um, Starting with, they hosted for the first time in franchise history, uh, Texas has been, the Texas Stars have been moved, uh, shifted a little bit, and for the first time ever, um, they uh, came to uh, Canada to play the Laval Rocket. Uh, The Rocket will be visiting Texas in January, I believe. Uh, So the Texas Stars, of course, the AHL affiliate of the Dallas Stars, uh, were in town for a two game stint Wednesday night and Friday night. Now, granted, Laval didn't get off the schneid right away. They did drop their first game to Texas on Wednesday night, four to three in overtime. So they did get a point out of that Uh, and then turned it around and uh, Laval beat Texas four to three in overtime on Friday. So exact same score took overtime both times, except Texas won on Wednesday, Laval won on Friday. Boy, Rick, let me tell you for two teams that have not ever played against each other. They hated each other from the, from the get go. Uh nasty games both times, really physical, lots of chippy play, lots of big checks, big hits, uh, scrums after whistles. Uh our good friend, former Laval Rocket player, former Habs prospect Jeremy Gregoire, uh is in the lineup for uh for the Texas Stars, and he was out there doing what he does best, putting some big checks in. He had a uh he had a fight drop the gloves, I think, with Tori Dello on Friday night. Um, it was some entertaining, uh Entertaining hockey. Say, really like Jeremy the,
0: Gregoire. Always liked Jeremy Gregoire. Yeah. Always came to the aid of uh, his player. Could uh, players could uh, play up and down the lineup. Had a bit of skill to add with his his toughness. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, he he always and always uh, fun to talk to. Oh yeah, um, in Very the nice locker guy. room as well.
1: Very nice guy. Um, you know, th- and this is again watching games in the AHL is really fun. Uh, particularly when you now start to get to see teams that most folks who watch Eastern conference teams don't see like the Texas stars. And so, uh, some folks might've been surprised to, s- Oh, Ty DeLandria plays for these guys. Okay. Riley Tufte plays for these guys. Okay.
0: Thomas Harley.
1: Thomas Harley plays for these guys. Um, you know, it was, uh, it was fun to watch those prospects. Boy, let me tell you, Riley Tufte, who uh, really, 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 uh, talented. Um, yeah, it was uh it was a uh, it was a it was a decent couple of games even though they lost the Wednesday night game. They they played well. Uh have to give props to Cam Hillis Tallied his first goal of the season on Friday night. It was actually the the goal that opened the scoring on Friday, just over two minutes into the game. Uh, so Cam Hillis is is on the board now, finally, which is great.
0: Stuck on the fourth line. Do better. Do oh, better for your prospects, Laval. Do better for your prospects. It's it's such a, a, a lineup devoid of prospects as it as it is, and mm-hmm. then you stick poor Cam Hillis on the fourth. Um do better. Do
1: better. Yeah. Um, and then on Sunday they traveled to Toronto. And boy, let me tell you, they they stuck it to Toronto this time. Five to one. Laval over the Marlies. Uh Danik Martel, Jean Sebastian D. Uh, Brendan Zignac, Alex Belzile. Actually, John Sebastian D had uh, had two goals. One one of them was an empty netter. Just a really probably one of the more complete games I've watched Laval play this season. Um, they like the Canadians uh, have struggled to play a full sixty minutes, uh, and there are definitely periods where they just completely check out. Um, they didn't do that in this particular game. They also were uh, a bit more disciplined um only had you know I should say only had five infractions but that's actually good for them um and and did not give up a power play goal uh oh Toronto went 0 for 5 on the power play so and Laval managed to score on the power play they were 1 for 4 so this was a a, a good showing kind of got so two wins put together back to back wins um pretty good to see they you know they'll have some They have three more games this week uh, and they go on the road this weekend. They're going to play Rochester on Friday night. We remember uh, Rochester ended up being pretty tough for them when they hosted them early in the season. I think that was in October. Um, And then they are scheduled to play in Hershey on Sunday, we will see if that happens. Hershey has been on a continual postponement shutdown uh, schedule for the last uh, week and a half or so due to COVID reasons. So we'll keep an eye on that as to whether or not that game actually happens. Um, but overall, Rick, it's uh, it's it's been a it was a, it was actually a decent week for the Laval Rocket for once, which was nice to see.
0: That's great. Um, they they need to turn the corner. They're they're on the outside looking in as mm-hmm. far as the playoff. Picture uh, goes. And so uh, they need to string together uh, uh, some wins here That's that will help improve the mood around the team.
1: In other uh, positive news, I think Gianni Fairbrother came back to practice with a non-contact jersey. So hopefully that's a prospect that will be back on the ice soon. And I saw Anthony Marcotte reporting from uh, practice today uh, that Joel Teasdale was out skating by himself uh, today a bit. So perhaps starting to inch a little closer to getting him uh, back up to speed, which would be good.
0: Teasdale and Brooke have been out since the beginning of the season. They weren't really expected to, to come back in this calendar year. Uh, And, and, and maybe that's kind of on track if he's just starting uh, to begin to skate on his own.
1: A little bit of roster movement. Uh, Kevin Poulan was returned to the 12 Revere Lions today. Um, for me, it's a big question. I'm not sure why he was called. Something had to have been going on with McNiven. I don't know if it's injury. I don't know if it's something else. I have no idea. But uh, Poulin got called up and backed up Caden Primo for the last three games. So Caden Primo got three consecutive starts. He won two of the three. Uh, he looked actually pretty decent in in Toronto on Sunday. Was uh, one of the more comfortable games I've seen him play recently, which is good for Caden Primo. Um, But Pulan is sent back today, so that indicates that whatever was going on with McNiven, uh, that McNiven, uh, I would imagine, will be back uh, in in game shape this week. Uh, the other piece of roster news, which may have come to quite a few people's surprises today, was the, the announcement that the Montreal Canadiens uh, loaned Matthias Norlander down to the Laval Rocket. Uh, and... <laughs> and recalled Corey Schooneman. And I should preface this by saying I've got nothing against Corey Schooneman. He's actually a very hardworking defenseman, good AHL defenseman, uh, and good at, good at what he does. But I huge question mark for me on this one um, for a lot of reasons.
0: Well, um, Matthias Norlander was, was averaging about 12 minutes um, of ice time per game and, and less Recently. Um, But we we were always told that because of the transfer agreement between the NHL and the SHL, that uh, the only two choices for Norlander this season would be with the Montreal Canadiens or back to Fralunda. Um, But what we, what what nobody seemed to to understand is that there was a, a clause in there somewhere that after December 1st, uh, that uh, players could be loaned to the uh, a- their AHL. Because we we didn't think that the uh, Laval Rocket were in the mix at all. Uh, but now that we're so deep in the season, apparently it became an option, and, and that's where he was sent.
1: So, um, according to Ducharme today, he's going to play a three-game stint in Laval. I guess they're going to see how that goes. And then it will be kind of an evaluation to determine what they do with him from there. Uh, that they do have the capability to leave him in Laval for the rest of the season if that's what they choose to do. Or he could still go back to Sweden. Um, I th- I find that all very curious. I certainly hope that Matthias Norlander and his agent have some input on what happens with him. Um, because here's another case of can we not start out a prospect's development on the wrong foot again? Could could we just could we not do that just once, <laughs> just once? Uh, so I'm hoping that they do what is best for Matthias Norlander and what Matthias Norlander and his agent also feel is best for them instead of just trying to shoehorn them in shoehorn, shoehorn him into whatever it is that that Ducharme or the Canadians want him to do. Um now, with Jeff Gordon heading things up now, let's hope that there's some influence there and 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 his his leaning on development uh comes through but
0: and and, and- that's what Ducharme said is that there will be meetings in the coming days between Jeff Gorton, um, his agent uh, Norlander's agent, uh, who is JP Berry uh, and Norlander himself to decide w- what's the best course of action. Um, you know, given that he, he looked pretty rough in the preseason, he, he was having a lot of trouble and, and has made some stride since then. Of course, he, uh, there was an injury in, in the way um, that, that, uh, that, that, Um, held him up. Um, so, um, I I don't, I don't know what's, what's going to happen. I originally thought that it was, it would be best for him to go back to Fralunda, uh, and, um, and, and play big minutes there. But the Canadians seem to feel that, uh, part of his issue is the, is adapting to the, the North American ice, particularly in his own end. Ducharme said, Boy, this guy's got all all the skills we need uh, on the offensive side, but said, you know what? There's another side to the to the game for a defenseman, mm-hmm. and that's where he's uh, where he's really struggling. So maybe maybe the AHL is uh, is a good fit for him. Unfortunately. Uh, the the prospects have been squeezed out so far this season. Um, they, they haven't been playing in Laval as much. Now, maybe that's going to change again under Jeff Gordon. Uh, we'll see. But uh, what we know so far is that he'll be down there, as you said, for that three-game stint and then a conversation will ensue to find out where he plays the rest of the season.
1: Absolutely. So be sure you're following at the AHL Report. Uh, We'll have full coverage of all three of those games, which will take place this week at home on Wednesday night and then on the road in Rochester and Hershey, both Friday night and Sunday afternoon. Uh, Sunday evening, it's a 5 o'clock game. Uh, So be sure you're following at the AHL Report. Bookmark AHLReport.com, not only for our comprehensive game review recaps, Uh, but also uh, we've got some great feature articles coming out this week. Of course, Maria Boabdo is uh, here every Tuesday with AHL Weekly. It's a a weekly one-stop shop article for all of the latest news about the AHL from around the entire league. Stories and headlines you might have listed Missed from around the league uh, in the past week, as well as updates on Laval and Lehigh Valley, uh, current standings uh, for the league, uh, league leaders, all sorts of things. So it's a great place uh, to look for that every Tuesday as well. uh, Patrick Williams will be back with another edition of his under review column. We always look forward to seeing what he's got up his sleeve (laughs) for those, uh, for those articles that will be out tomorrow, which is Wednesday. Uh, So lots of great reasons to visit the AHL report early, often and make it a daily visit. Uh, There's always something great there for you uh, to, to see. Um, And aside from that, we are just uh, looking forward to a full week of hockey. Rick, I, I don't know. I'm holding my breath. I'd, this is two weeks in a row that we've had major organizational change <laughs> news both for the Flyers and for the Montreal Will Who's we, next what are we on a streak are we gonna have a three-week uh, streak uh, let's see what happens next week it, it should be fun should be fun <laughs> thanks so much for being with us thanks for listening to the press zone we're so glad that you are here and we are uh very uh, appreciative of your loyal listenership hey want to say a shout out uh to a special listener you know who you are who made sure to dm us when spotify's uh your you know your top 20 2021 listens came out we had a loyal listener uh take a screenshot and send it to us and say just thought you guys would want to know that you are my most listened to podcast and there it was it was a screenshot right from spotify with the press zone uh right on it that we were their number one podcast Thank nice. you so much. We appreciate that. If any of you, if we even made your top five, your top three, we'd love to know it. Screenshot that. Send it to us at the AHL Report on Twitter. Uh, we just really appreciate that we are uh, a part of your regular listening schedule. And uh, we we appreciate every listen and every download. So thanks so much. Uh, and we'll be back with you another Uh, in another week next Tuesday for another great episode of the Press Zone. Don't miss it. We'll see you then right here on the AHL Report. Click subscribe to never miss an episode of the Press Zone on Rocket Sports Radio. Visit AHLReport.com for the latest news on hockey prospects.